Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. Um, let's get started. Uh, Ready to get started? All right, everybody. Um, so today's topic is the is found family. Because... We, uh, Mike wanted to reveal that Logan is not his biological son. They opened the door one day and like bam, bam, he was there in a basket and they just found him and said, look, let's raise this child as our own. Maybe he's from Krypton. Did you see the pic? Side note, not from Krypton. Did you see the picture that I, I shared on Instagram a few weeks ago? It was probably around Christmas because my, my grandmother po- uh, framed a bunch of pictures of me with, with her and my grandfather for Christmas. And there's two of them where it looks more like Logan than it does like me. You know, I'm an old man. You asked me to remember something I saw a month ago. I probably did. And I, probably I was said, oh my God, fucking yeah, adorable. I think I did. Um, things change. Yeah, things do change. <laughs> uh, all right. So the topic of found family is one that I wanted to talk about for a couple of reasons. But the big one being is that in my life, I've had, I've had uh, some strong opinions on it. And I think that I, I kind of started out thinking it was weird and odd and creepy uh and i've come around to it so i'll explain all of that but i just wanted to get lay that out there and yeah i'm a big fan of the found family aspect i'm also the fan of cutting family off and never talking to them again yeah balance in all things yep except for balance um <laughs> moderate no that's moderation moderation in all things except for moderation. it works with balance yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, so the reason why I say that I, I started off kind of not a big fan of it is that like I, I was I'm, I was raised in a family that was very specifically strong on the concept of family, like in the traditional sense. Um, not necessarily like I, I wouldn't say that we that my family is intense about blood in in that way. Like if if for example if we had if you're Catholic, you guys drink blood. Yeah. But that's no, that's because we're vampires. Um, Same. But we, uh, we, like, if if someone in our family was adopted, we wouldn't feel like they were less family than somebody who was blood related, right? Yeah, there has to be a legal process. But kind of like that is absolutely kind of true in my family, depending on who you're talking to, and and so like I, you know, I kind of grew up with that strong feeling of like family is family and friends are friends and it's fine for friends to be close and obviously like at some point sarah becomes my family and you know what i mean but there that was specifically marriage and like if we had had a kid before we got married it had been a little bit half and half and you know there's a lot of that tie which that's why when you said legal it has to be legal it literally has to be legal so what what about um if you didn't choose the person. So here's the thing. Um, my two brothers are married. Yep. My my wife has a sister. So I have three sister-in-laws. Yes. I didn't choose them. Nope. But they're my family. Yep. No, my family would be like, that's your family. You fucking deal with it. I mean, Jocelyn, I would, cho- I would choose you. I know you listen to the podcast, Joss. So uh, I would have chosen you. 
But, but yeah. And I helped you and Jeremy meet. Remember, I helped you guys meet. I set up his MySpace page. It's all because MySpace. of MySpace. I take credit for that. Yeah, literally. But my, but so yeah, my my family is very strong on that. Um, and it took me a long time to realize. To okay, so I'll start off with that part of it, and then say there was a transitionary period when I was like, I'd say a teenager until probably less than 10 years ago where you know when you get people who are a little bit over the top with the found family language so when they're like oh this is my mom and it's just like somebody you met in your 20s who's older than you like if i started referring to you as my dad like even though because we're friends and you're older than me and people do that shit that i all i to this day kind of find that cringy um and i just never could understand that but I think you have a good relationship with your father, though. That's a good point. So, like, I know, like, my mom and her mom never had a good, yep. never had a good relationship. And the fact that there were two older women in my mom's life that she often referred to as her other mothers or her mother figures and stuff is because she didn't have a good relationship with her mom. So yeah. Lil and Olive filled roles, you know, and they were considerably older than her. Yeah. That, you know her mother should have filled yeah. like they were confidants and advice givers and stuff true but i mean she, she didn't call them their mother she would she would say you know that she's like my other mother yeah but like she didn't call her mom like she didn't go that far. yeah but there's a lot of i i in maybe it's a my generation thing but there was a lot of that shit going on where yeah. especially well, work relationships where you'd be like this is my work mom and like i'm like just an older person that you like like that's yeah i i have it more on the more level not up and down, but sideways. So like when I grew up, my dad's business partner, who's a, one of his best friends since pharmacy school, like, and they did, they became business partners when I was like five, yeah. but even before five, he was uncle Lee. Like he was always, I always called him uncle Lee. And just like I called my biological uncle, David uncle, like yeah. they were, he, he was equally my uncle. He gave us presents the same way, you know, like in a Catholic family, he would have been like a godfather that Jews don't, do godfather the same way they have them but it's not like a member of the family and active in the kid's life the way i know it tends to be for a lot of catholic and especially italian families um my godfather is uncle, just my dad's best friend and yeah. i haven't seen him yeah, in but, 15 years <laughs> yeah. so you're 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 unusual you're, you're let, yeah but um of course but that's my <laughs> from, from my experience like people i know the godfathers yeah. acted like they were uncles oh yeah, yeah. um but but like um, lee was like uncle lee like it's not like when he had kids finally and I was older, like he wasn't they weren't my cousins, yeah. but he was still and my kids grew up calling my best friend Mikey, Uncle Mikey, and and even my buddy Eric was just a musician who I wouldn't say is like a brother to me. They called him Uncle Eric. Well, that's just Eric. Um no, but to them it meant like it was someone who is more than just a friend of the family, yeah. someone that was completely trusted with them and was part of their, you know, zeitgeist growing up. Yeah. Not just one of my parents' friends. So so the term aunt and uncle, I've always kind of stuck with just actual aunts and uncles. However, I understood from a fairly early age that in other cultures, that is a kind of just a term for other. In Indian, it's everybody. Yes. Yeah. And like literally every, anyone older than you by more than a couple of years is uncle around. My neighbor, my neighbor, when I was from like the age of like nine to 15 or 16, they were Vietnamese and they referred to their stepmom as aunt. And, and my parents just said in certain cultures, aunt or uncle are just 
important figure, adult figure that's in your life that has no other specific title. So that and if you watch Uncle Uncle Roger cooking videos, he's Uncle Roger, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, look, it's niece and nephew. Oh, uncle," because it's just a, a term of endearment kind of thing. Yeah. So. So that, yeah. But so, do you have a found family member? Since we're talking about, like, do you have a personal, like, like when your opinion changed on it, do you have someone you consider found family? Because I do. I got I got me some found family. I think that if COVID hadn't happened, I would have three or four people that I consider that. But like, because of COVID, like, like so they lost their place. Re- no, relationships that were just heading towards that direction. Like, I would say, like, not that you and I haven't had a good relationship, but I think that like, I would probably be there with you at this point if COVID had never happened. Cause we kind of stopped hanging out as families. Yeah, in person. It, like, yeah. like we, you know, we went to parties at your house and then COVID happens and we've seen each other and we've obviously, you know, I've, cat sat for you and you've uh checked the mail for me and we've you know like so there's there's you there's an, and there's a few other people who i would say are we're on similar trajectories but then covid happened but yeah and while i wouldn't really call um our the people who, people who are listening in order are um, a guest we had recently uh, mookie while i wouldn't call him my brother realistically we refer to each other as brother from another mother all the time because of more for all the things we have in common and all of our personality quirks yeah. and stuff, how we could have been brothers and in, in the ways we, we act more than our friendship. But I have um, an adopted, you know, non-legally adopted sister who like, and it's funny because my dad chose her first. She worked at the drugstore that he worked at um, when he sold his business. He sold it all, his phone number, the business name and all the supplies to the oldest drugstore in New York, Bigelow. My dad owned a surgical supply store and they basically bought all his inventory and put it in the upstairs room that they really didn't use for customers previously and started a surgical um, department. And they hired him to work a couple of days a week to run it and teach people how to do it so that eventually when he fully retired and moved down here, they would just you know have a surgical department, but they, they inherited all of his customers because he basically kept the phone number. People would call him and say, oh, by the way, we've moved. Or upstairs from Bigelow on Sixth Avenue, people would come there instead of his store. They were smart, um, but there was this one woman who worked there who was ex- almost exactly my age, maybe uh, less than a year older than me, who was from Canada and didn't have any family here. And my my dad and she hit it off, and he basically adopted her as like a daughter. Like you know, became she he, my parents became her parents in America to give her support and and and. and uh, and then when we finally met, we hit it off amazingly well to where I'm happy that she is my sister and she is for like all intents and purposes. And, you know, the kids like Leah, you know, calls her Aunt Cheryl and to him, to her, it's Aunt Cheryl. You know, it just yeah. is. You know, there's no as much as as much as their other aunts are. You know, the kids call her aunt as much as the other aunts. And when we did my mother's 80th birthday party, she was like, no guests, just family, just, you know, extended family. So the spouses and blah, blah, blah. You know my, uh, but uh, you know spouses being the grandchildren's spouses were invited. You know, of course, invited. so it's you know layers, you know, children, grandchildren, grandchildren, spouses, her spouses, and Cheryl. And she was like, I was like, what about Cheryl? She goes, Oh, I said the children, of course, Cheryl. You know, like you say, assume. Yeah. So so we've got one main one. I mean, people have jokingly called brother and sister and stuff, especially sister. Yeah. You know, any woman I'm not interested in sexually, sister. But um, but Cheryl for real, for reasons. My mom, um, my mom had a lot of friends that I think 
if she was into that kind of wording, would have probably done that with. So my dad's not a super social guy or was not a super social guy uh, most of my life up until the last five years. And so my mom hung out with... Hates me. He, well, that's just you. He still hates you, even though he's social now. Uh, he he has never listened to the podcast, but I explained to him that joke just on the off chance that he randomly started listening, and he seemed to get a kick out of it. Um, he has not heard all the other reasons why that that joke is going on. But um, but anyway, so, my, so because my mom... Because my dad was not... Wouldn't go to, like, things... And my dad's not religious and my mom is religious. My mom kind of became friends with all these old widows at church. And like to the point where like they were, you know, like they always were doing stuff. And my mom, my mom's 62, almost 63 now. But like she, you know, like actually yesterday, one of these women died. Um, But she was probably in her early 90s. And so my mom's been hanging out with with people some of the some of them would be over a hundred now. Some of them were in their like, you know, some of them were twenty to thirty years older than her, and so she had that group of people like that. And my mom worked at the church for sixteen or seventeen years, something like that. And before I met Sarah, I would go out pre- pretty regularly with people from work, and my mom would be like, "Oh, there's a new girl at the church um, working who works at the church, and she's new to the country." can she come out with you and your friends? And she, and she'd send out a, you know, a girl. And I, I wasn't ever sure if she was trying to set me up or she, or what? And, and uh, I can only remember one example of this, but she was, it's like, she's trafficking. No, she was, well, she was Russian, but um, no, yeah. the, 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 the girl came to the U S and then my mom was like, just, you know, bring her out to TGI Fridays for trivia night. and Punish her for coming here. <laughs> it was just eat these crappy wings. So, yeah, she was she was an odd odd girl. She she had like this very stereotypical maybe not Eastern European accent. I don't remember if she was Russian or not. And she I had like I had like the little beard. In Soviet Russia, we eat potato inside, not the skins. Oh, <laughs> and she said she said to me, "You look like a guinea uh, a gui, a guinea pig." That's what she kept, she always called me a guinea pig because of my facial hair. And I'm like it's just fucking facial hair, but it was you know it's this fluffy. Are you sure she wasn't trying to be um, call you a guinea because you're Italian? I'm all... <laughs> she just didn't. She just didn't understand the insult. <laughs> a Russian insulting an Italian. Yeah, you're a guinea pig. But yeah, so my mom had a lot of that going on, but she never like never really referred to it in that way. But but we you know, we had people around a lot, but we just. There was a there was a dif- differentiation line between family and not family. I I will say one of the things that I that I did have a hard time with for a long time that was kind of it's not really found family but it when you're dating somebody or you're married to somebody and you refer to their parents your in laws as mom or dad. I, I call my mother in law. Yeah, and it's my cousins spouses referred to my aunts as mom or my uncles as dad the um on my dad's side and i remember having a conversation with my aunt one time and her being like oh yeah the boys call me mom and i was like oh that's odd and she goes why is it odd i'm like i don't know i just feel like 
my parents went through so much shit with me that like nobody else is going to earn that title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, do you call like your in-laws Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so? I call them Karen and Ned. And I, I did the when I first started dating Sarah, I don't know, we've been dating maybe six months. I was at something and I referred to my mother-in-law as Mrs. Cox. And she, and she was like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> she goes, just call me Karen. She goes, what do you call Ned? I'm like, Mr. Cox. <laughs> and she goes, no, we're not doing that. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my daughter-in-law calls us um, mom and dad. Yeah. Which is not what she calls her parents because, you know, they're Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And dad is, I don't know what she calls her mother or father is Baba. Yeah. The same as Indian. Yep. That makes sense. I suppose if I was like married to somebody who wasn't as white as me and they had, and like if, if Sarah's parents were like, she's whiter than you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, she is. But if I, then maybe, although I actually, now I refer to my father-in-law half the time. I refer to him as Bapa because that's what the kids call him. But I have never called him dad, but um, yeah. So Anyway, back to found family. So I don't know why I, I came around to the idea in the last few years. I, I suspect the that moving down here, I think, helped. Um, I think I saw the purpose of it. I also think that, like, I love my family, my extended family, and I, but I also am realizing that, like, I don't think that I was getting what I needed out of having them be my entire family i think that's part of found family is we have a um like like a platonic ideal in our head of what a brother is like what a sister and our real siblings families don't live up to our platonic ideals of what those people should be so when we find a person in, in other walks of our life that we get close enough to it and they meet that ideal it feels natural that you say well you're like a brother to me because you actually do the things I think of what a brother does other like the assholes that I grew up with <laughs> just happened to live in my house. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that's, that's the thing is that when I started understanding the concept, it wasn't because anybody had failed their role in, in my head. It was largely because it was like, I, uh, and this might be like a weird. And I wouldn't say fail, but they only get a B. They no one's. They don't. They don't get an A for what your idea. Sure, is. but also like on top of that. So I'm I'm the oldest grandchild on my mom's side, and so like for a long time, I was the center of attention, and so everybody's, you know, Christmas it was all about me and my sister, and you, all these things, and everyone paid attention, and because nobody else had fucking kids. And as my life has gone through, I shouldn't have put fucking in there, okay? Nobody else had kids. Uh, anyway, now they have fucking kids because they're all adults. Um, but nobody else had kids. So once as they added kids and my aunts, aunts and uncles added spouses and things got more complicated, that family unit that still kind of feels connected in my brain from when I was like Logan's age hasn't really, it was, it was starting to fracture just in the amount of time we could spend with each other and the kind of time that we could, you know, focus on each other. 
as young as Logan, but it took me a long time to realize, like, oh, once I found Sarah, once Sarah and I had Logan, and I was like, I don't want to spend all my vacations with my cousins. I want to go to Hawaii, and I want to go to Italy, and I want to go do this, and I want to do that. And as much as I love those people, I get three weeks a year to to myself, and I don't want to spend two weeks a year on other people that I don't re- like that I could be happy seeing four times a year for a day or four times a year for four hours, you know, and an annual family reunion would be plenty for one afternoon. At the yeah. Park. Or like, you know, we go to my grandfather's for father's you're, day. You're going to be, you're going to be passing through town. Yeah. Come stay with us for the weekend while you're yeah, driving to Florida. Absolutely. Like, and all, and part of it is how big my family is. It, it, you get better time. Like I had, I had some. I've had cousins stay with me on their way to Florida. All of them, I think, uh, have stayed, been on their way to Florida when they stayed with me. You get more individual time. So you're like, oh, it's it's Sarah and I, and it's real, and it's real time. You actually get to spend yeah. your your real selves, not your we're with thirty other people doing activities. Yeah, so. or you're with thirty people at a party. You get ten minutes per yeah. person. You get it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna leave at eight a.m., but you got here at. 6 p.m. Let's hang out till 10. And we get four hours. Like, boom, perfect. And so as those things have kind of expanded in my life, and part of that is, you know, my youngest cousin is going to be 20, to give you an age range. So it's, it's after my sister, it's a 30-year-old to a 19, almost 20-year-old. As they've become adults, it's like we get to interact with them differently. And interacting with them individually is so much better than going into a group it's a little bit fun in the group, except that I'm now way too old to be drinking with a bunch of 20-year-olds, 20-somethings. Uh, but it's, you know, like, it's just a different dynamic. And, you know, I, at the same time, while I, all that's going on, it's like we're establishing our own lives. And, you know, Adam has been a bigger part of my life than a lot of people for so long. And, and now, you know, for the last almost six years that I've known you, you've been a big part of my life, especially because of proximity and us being, you know, you know, just having the same kind of, like everything has kind of adapt, made us, you know. You know, um, my uh, daughter's boyfriend came over for dinner Friday night and post dinner, she watched all the uh, Chocolate Diamond media short films that we did and the the bloopers. Yeah. Yeah. So it hit me how much you and I have changed over the last uh, five, six years that we've known each other. Hawaii is a state. <laughs> Give me your marijuana. <laughs> Give me your <laughs> uh, We will have to put that one on the show notes. That is uh, the the final answer the to the pineapple pizza debate. Uh, the beginning of our true friendship from, from you are uh, my temporary employee to... Oh wait, we have the same warped sense of humor. We should have. Was that the first video we made together? Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have any, you know, real lines in it. You know, it's like it was, it was just like I need someone to beat me up. Can you do this? Oh yeah, and let's kind of take off from there. Yeah, when I realized that I was, we had to stop. Luckily, like it just looked like my body was shaking the way that I for twitching because yeah. I was like out of camera and I was just like shaking from laughing at your improv so much. And that's why I told um, the boyfriend that. We just did, you know, five takes that were just, you know, purely improvised. Like you knew what you wanted to do. We had, you know, the idea, and we just did it. We used take four, 
Yeah, they got progressively funnier, but take five, you were laughing the whole time, so you couldn't be a dead body. So we had to stop filming. So, okay, it's not, we can't keep getting funnier. And we went back one and used take four. Yeah. I want to film some stuff. I want to, I want to do something soon. I mean, this is fun, but like, I also want to like, want to get the band back together. Um, but yeah. And, and I actually, as part of this, the found family thing, I really felt, especially again, pre COVID things kind of slowed down because of COVID. I felt pretty connected to two of your three children. Um, Jacob's nice every time I've met him, but I don't, I know him by far the least. He lives lives away. Um, but Joseph and, and, and Leah, I, you know, really like, and I had got to have some cool experiences with both of them. Um, and so like you guys are probably the closest, but then on top of that, there is, so there is Sarah has two for Sarah's friend and her husband who I, love like both of them a lot uh arguably we talked about them kind of being like the perfect people to take logan if something happened to us but then they moved to europe um did they take him no nothing happened but uh they moved to europe right before covid um and like literally six months before covid but like so they they've been in europe so like that Every time we see them, it's great, but it, I wouldn't say it's the same found family like thing feeling. Also, Sarah's known her since she was fourteen or something, like so. It's not exactly the same thing, but um, and yeah, and we've got some. We had some friends down here that I felt like that about. And, um, I would, I you know, but I'm I've come around to the to the concept. Yeah, I had a friend in college who I referred to as my sister all the time. And it was just like we weren't really into each other in a romantic way, but we hung out every day together. Like we were together all the time. Yeah. And it and it became, you know, a big even though she was older than me, uh, by a year, a big brothery kind of protection attitude around her, especially coming to parties and getting drunk and guys are hitting on her. And if she wasn't into it, I felt very big brother protective of her. So um so for years, um, until she became a Trumper. <laughs> And then I cast her out of the family. Um, Actually, it was before she was a Trumper. It's when Obama was president. She was anti-Obama and crazy. Oh. Um, She probably doesn't listen to this. She's reached out to me on LinkedIn. I don't reply. I'm like, I really don't even want to re-engage. Yeah. Uh, You know know my friend Wes? He was on the Sinead O'Connor episode. Remember him? Mm -hmm. He... So him and I have known each other since seventh grade, and we, I would say, even though we've known each other that long, we really weren't friends till high school. Um, but in that process of being friends, like we lived the closest to each other because we both went to a private high school outside of our town, so we rode the van together for the first year, and then I would drive him home once I got my license and. You know, um, and and we we hung out all the time, and especially at once we turned seventeen, eighteen summers, it was like we we all of our jobs we worked at the same supermarkets and convenience stores and things, and we would work we would hang out all summer long, and half the time I would sleep at his house because his parents were gone, and so we hung out and and um, but we also as much as we liked each other and we got along. 
you know, he was he was extreme. He's extremely liberal, progressive back in you know two thousand one, and I was still a conservative at that point. And so we would get into some some heated debates about that. And we he he and my dad did not get along because he wanted to. We were trying to make a movie in high school, and we were trying to shoot with um, fake cocaine and. We were going to shoot next to City Hall. There was this nice parking garage that we could shoot in, like that we could kind of go shoot in and not worry about. Um, and we were going to go like have like Ziploc bags of baking soda. And my dad was like, "You're not fucking going to City Hall with bags of baking soda." And so we got into the. We would always get into these giant fights and and about stuff. And at some point, once we finally figured it all out, and I and we settled. Especially once I, you know, he, once I was, I felt, uh, you know, once I had come around politically and and came around to a lot of that stuff, I realized that he was the closest thing that I had to a brother growing up. And like, especially even though he's younger, he's two months younger than me. He's kind of like a big brother in, in some ways because he influenced influ- two months. Yeah. But he influenced me more than I influenced him. Yeah. He's the reason why I like artsy movies instead of just popcorn flicks. And he's, you know, he always was pushing and he uh, pushing the boundaries of, of, you know, how I would think and look at things. And, and so I mean, in my, in my note to him, we talked about this a few weeks ago with the notes that I gave to all my groomsmen in at the wedding, when we were talking about how we feel about people, I literally, literally wrote to him, like, you are, the closest thing I've ever had to a brother. And I hope that you know that And that is the closest I've had to giving someone like a terminology of, of found family. Mm-hmm. So you reminded me of, I had a really, I have a really good friend. We still talk occasionally, even though he's in a different state with friends since eighth grade. I will not use his name, but we were a time when we were like high school where he started saying, Oh, I'm hanging out with this friend of mine. Don't use his name either. You want to hang out with us? We're going to rent a movie um, Friday nights. We rent bad horror movies, eat an entire port cheese log. We love cheese log in movies, and then watch like Friday night videos. The days before MTV, there was actually a TV show that showed videos at midnight on NBC. And so we'd hang out Friday nights, and then um, over time, I would start hanging out with the mutual with his friend, just us. You know, like we became good friends, and we're still friends. You know, like so like he he's a friend to me especially when my other friend went off to um, college out of state and suddenly still still going to do movie night at the other person's house oh, yeah. but um at the <laughs> my friend's house we were going to move do movie night his parents his mother especially hated my friend who introduced me like my, my buddy and but then like took a loving to me like we'd go and she's like you guys want snacks and i'm like kind of hungry sure i'll make you something and my buddy's like, she wouldn't give me like a potato chip off the floor and she's cooking for you. What the hell? And then eventually um, our friend whose house it was said, well, you know, I think it's because when you come over, person she doesn't like as much, we get stoned. But when Matthew's here, we don't get stoned because he doesn't do drugs. We watch movies and hang out. She likes that more. <laughs> she knows that we're <laughs> going, we're sneaking out to get stoned and not when Matthew's over. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, this reminded me of that uh, friend of a friend kind of thing. And parents not liking him so much. Like your 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 father didn't like him because you had fake drugs. 
my friend's parents didn't like my other friend because they had real drugs. My dad wouldn't have disliked him about the fake drugs, except that he dug his heels in. And so it, this is such an embarrassing story. There's going to be a Patreon exclusive. He's he's put my dad has moved all of that to to you, but that's not because that's just because you're Jewish. Yeah, and he's he's jealous because he's only half Jew. He's a day walker. Or a Oyve Walker. Or a Saturday Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I use the term daywalker for so many things all the time. And people and and out of context <laughs> only Blade fans know what you mean. No, they use Daywalker in other vampire media, I think. Don't they? I don't know. I, but I, I I use it like I mean in actual Bram Stoker's Dracula, he's a daywalker. I mean, they don't use the term. You oh. just say he doesn't have this height of his powers during the day, but he he's out during. Oh, the day. I don't remember that, but I haven't in the, in the novel. But uh, but yeah. So I I uh, I I say that all the time. Was like, oh, like my you know my mom's a my mom's a witch. My dad's a muggle. You know, like oh, you're a daywalker. Yeah. Like anytime you're a half something, I say daywalker because I feel like it's really cool sounding and and that is offensive as half i was gonna say and and the the terms for anybody that's half of something is almost always insulting but daywalker is good like daywalker sounds cool so like you know like if you're a mudblood or like or any other thing it's like oh that's like a slur let's like let's chill out with that word growing up my best friend was half italian half jewish and I, I used to call him a half-breed all the time. But, like, it wasn't an insult back then. Uh, well, I mean, it was an insult, I guess. But, like, Cher had a song, Half-Breed, about how she's half Native American. I mean, and it was about how people, yeah, you know, were prejudiced against her. Yeah. But then I eventually I just started calling him hybrid. Because it was, it was, you know, as we got older, it's a cooler word. I say we go with Daywalker. I love Daywalker. All right. So if you didn't, if you just heard this little clip, sorry, if you just heard me saying just a second ago, Oh, this will be a good story for Patreon. Now you're hearing it. You did just miss some awesome, uh, like ten minutes, ten of minutes awesome of awesome movie. Patreon. Uh, I want to say footage. I guess if complete with blood spurting. I mean, if Mike could picture what I'm saying, he would have been grossed out. Yeah, yeah. Especially like out of a penis. It was weird. Usually, I think of that out of a vagina. Vagina. China. Um, vagina is a country that can bring me to my knees. Speaking of. Uh, China. Did you see that um, Trump won the Iowa caucus? I did. By just about 50% of the vote, which for someone who's practically running as an incumbent, that's a low number. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for a normal bunch of, you know, primary, it's a huge number. But for someone who people see as the incumbent, he should have done higher. Yeah. Anyway, um, found, found family. I almost said found footage. I do like found footage stuff sometimes. Cloverfield. Um, Blair Witch. I never saw Blair Witch. I was too young. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then I too think late. that by the time I was old enough that my, that I could have just gone and seen it, it was like, eh, it's kind of dated. But anyway, found family. I don't have much uh, else. Um, by the way, did you see that I sent you, I sent you access to a uh, Google Doc Several minutes before we started recording. No, I did not see that. That Google Doc is the script for us to do. I wrote it while I was waiting for you to to sign on. (laughs) We don't have to do it right now, but I just wanted to let you know that I have it. Um, 
anyway, what was I starting to say? Oh, found found family. So, found family. Do you have any last thoughts on found family that you want to say? Um, I, we were really smart. At the end of this, I would cry and embrace you and call your brother, but no. Nah. Sarah does say, I mean, not so much that you are my brother, but she says you look like you could be my brother, and and you know because we, our sense of humor is so similar. I think she is what I. You are what she imagines I will be in in ten ten years. So, if she knew about the time travel, weird. Yeah. So in this situation, do I remarry and have new kids, or does Sarah become an Indian woman? Do, 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 do. Do you ever read the book Relay by? And Greenwood, maybe. You ever read the book Relay? You sent it to it's me. About a guy. I'm pretty sure you sent that. Yeah, to me, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a PDF. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you were writing time travel stuff at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got something like that. You get to relive his life, and it's like, if you really loved your wife, do you try to time it to meet her again so that you can yeah. marry her again? Did you ever see about? Was it about time? With the guy that play the guy that plays Hawks in Star Wars? About time. I think it was about time. I don't think so. There's also like Margot Robbie was in the movie, but it was before Wolf of Wall Street, so she's not the main character. About time is that? I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. It was a good time travel one, and it it really changed my feeling on time travel. Yeah, about time. Domnell Gleason and Rachel McAdams. Um, it's about a guy who can travel to any point in his past, and he just travels back into his own body. But, like, if he does anything differently, when he comes back to the future, it's changed. Yeah, like, you see the butterfly effect? Yeah, similar. Similar. Yeah. Um, As opposed to uh, Slaughterhouse 5, where he keeps unstuck in time and he keeps jumping around and living his life. And he doesn't do anything different, but he experiences his life out of order. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, for found family, I don't have much else. I will say... Uh, that I am open to it now. Um, I think, I think that you're willing to be found. I, I would say I also think that at this point in my life, I'm open to it because I'm pretty social and stuff. I think that Sarah is less social in that way than me. And COVID has changed things. And Logan, Logan like enjoys his friends, but Logan loves just being home and like chilling and not going out and doing shit. And and part of that found fa- like found family thing, kind of it can kind of work in a home. You can have parties, you can have cookouts, and people can come over. But uh, largely, it has not worked that way for us. Um, well, I think an interesting test of friendships in general is um, friends versus people you're friendly with. Yeah, is like if you have a friend at work or a friend at, in a certain environment, and then you're no longer at that job or in that environment, who are the ones you still keep in touch with and get together occasionally and do stuff with versus, you know, the exception of like Facebook liking their comment, you know, that's a great minimal effort. That's a great point. Cause it's like, Oh, I I thought we were friends, but I never spoke to you again after we stopped working together, as opposed to you and I worked together for one year and five years later are still together. I had, so a a girl that I worked, a woman that I worked with uh, a year and a half ago, she stopped working with me before she stopped, before she quit the job. She said something to me about Mike, will you be at my funeral? Like some someday, and I said, I don't know. Are we are we working together when you die in this situation? <laughs> and she said, 
well, why does that matter? And I said, look, I don't want to, I don't want to like make you some false promise. Like I've had people that I've worked with and you would have thought that we were like best friends and we would always be best friends and really good friends. And then you stop working and very quickly it unravels. And those people are strangers to me now. And at a certain point in my life, those people were what I considered best friends. And I wasn't thinking of you, even though you and I were, were already good friends at this point in time. And I met Adam through work and I met my friend, Brian, who you haven't met, but he's been on the podcast before you took, took over uh, as co-host or became co-host. Um, he, he, I met him through work. I, I have a lot of people that I've met through work that I am still amazing friends with, but I also know that I had some really good friends that dropped off the face of the earth and I don't talk to anymore. So I was being honest with her and she was not happy about that. And then she and stopped working there for 20 years. And there's one person who I, you know, every other week or so we'll text each other and get into a texting back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. One person after 20 years working and people I liked and I was friendly with and occasionally whatever, I'll, you know, connect with someone over something happens. So I'm going to tell, send stag a quick text and we'll catch up one time, oh, yeah. but then not talk for two years. You know, like yep. Matt's the only one that we still have an ongoing relationship. If he's in, he moved, but if he's in town, yeah. we're getting together for dinner for sure. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as I, you know, I said that to her, she gave her notice like a month later. I have talked to her, I think, twice. And one of them was that she came by the office to say hi to everybody. <laughs> and then one time she texted me to see how everybody was doing. And I was like, everybody's good. And, you know, like it didn't happen. And then when my boss was leaving the job in October, she, my, my, my most recent boss was quitting. She gave her note two week notice and she was, she's 25. It's just, this was her college internship. And then she, uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, even though I asked her a million times to listen to the podcast, but in <laughs> case she does listen, hi lane. Um, she was leaving, uh, the, live and work and she's young and this was her first job like i said internship turned job and then she was finally leaving and she's like she was like yeah we're gonna keep in touch with everybody and i'm like no you're not that's not how this works and then and then i went home and i was you know kind of bummed about that and sarah was like you have a podcast with matthew what are you talking about and she's like and adam is your business partner who you talk to all the time those are people you worked with. And I went in back in the next day. I was like, Hey, just so you know, like I obviously was wrong. And, but sometimes it will, and sometimes it won't. And you just need but to know that. You discover some of the people you work with aren't really your friends. If you're not going to, I mean, you may not know it in the time. Yeah. You find out after the fact, who did I keep in touch with? Yep. Yeah. And sometimes it is. So like my boss, so that was my manager, but my boss, that was her boss and, and had been my boss until she got, the position was created in between us. Uh, that boss and I can are we still message you know have Merry Christmas and 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 I talked to her a little bit I would say I've talked to her a little bit every month in the last six months since I haven't been working with her but like that is probably never going to be like a real hangout unless it's the whole group but that you know that is the one that I used to refer to as the best boss I've ever had tied with you uh, um. And she, you know, her, her and I, I would say are somewhere in between that, like, 
we're never going to hang out all the time, but we I don't really see it dropping off the face of the earth either. So. Yes, people have friendly acquaintances with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 I have a friend who's in Philly, who went like, we won't see each other, obviously, but like, he's not a social media user. We don't keep in touch. But when I first started at the MRU and I had a meeting in Philadelphia, it turned out, you know, I reached out to him, said, "Hey, can we get together?" And it turned out my hotel was like a two-minute walk from his office, so we met at his favorite post-work bar and got plastered together. Took a bunch of selfies and texted it to people that we don't talk to very often, saying, "Look, we're together." You know. Yeah. And if I go to another meeting in Philly, I probably would hang out with him again. Yeah. But like we don't, I don't go out of my way to text him and keep in touch because something really funny happens that he and usually two or three other people would appreciate because you know they're friendly acquaintances. Yeah. And sometimes if it's a friendly acquaintance and it goes long enough, it can be real fucking awkward hanging out with that person eventually. You know. Yeah. I've been and in that situation where you're like, oh yeah, we should get together, and then you get together and you're like. I'm and a different a person too. than the last time we like, hung, like you know. When it's awkward to get back together, that's not really a friendship. Like, you know, yeah. like that's a test, right? Yeah. Like like my like I have a buddy who moved out to California and we've seen each other three times in person since then. And we don't we're both busy, we're both married, we don't talk often. Yeah. But when he's on a business trip here, I'm a business trip there, we get together. It's been five minutes since the last time we hung out. Like as soon as we're together, it's oh, yeah, magic yeah. together again. That's the friendship. Whether we talk every day or not doesn't make a difference. It's not awkward when we're together. Yeah. I haven't seen Adam in the first episode of the podcast we recorded. At my, he came over to my house and we recorded. That's the last time I saw Adam in person. Next time I see Adam in person, funeral. assuming it's the two of us and it's not like Sarah and his wife and everybody, you know, because that can be a, that can get a little awkward. Like there can be a little bit of a, that like like walking on walking, yeah walking on eggshells for a couple minutes till we all feel each other out. But if it's just the two of us, it, it'll be like no time passed. Yeah. I feel each other up. I feel each other out. Especially oh, with, I'm sorry. with his, his kids are teenagers and Logan, like last time they came over, Logan was just like at this girl. I don't know that Logan would remember, but this, you know, this like 13 year old girl. And Logan was just like, she's so pretty. Like she, they look in her, his eyes was, she is so pretty. Um, all right, should we do the egg, the the script? The script. script it? Do you want me to do it, or you want to do it, or you want to tag team it? Let's tag team her. Okay. So I'll do uh, I'll do the first paragraph, and you do it. I'll do the second. All right. Before we go, I just want to mention: if you weren't watching us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, ring the bell. Tell us about a topic that you might want to hear us cover. We, you can write that in the comments. That would be great. If you're listening to this on Apple, please give us a follow and give us a five-star review. Or you can hit the subscribe button they have there now. And for $3 a month, you get bonus content on each episode, as well as getting the episode four days early. And if you're listening to us on any other podcast player, you can follow or subscribe or give it a thumbs up or whatever that particular podcast player has. If you like, if you'd like something, some of that sweet, sweet bonus content, you can go to Patreon.com/talkingaboutthebigstuff, where you'll find the three-dollar option for non-Apple users, and the ten-dollar option, which uh, has even wilder content. All right, Matthew, you got anything else you want to say last minute? Um, 
Hey, I, I do want to plug something real fast. Sure. My um my brothers and I, you know, I've talked about this in the past, but I haven't talked about it in a while. We have the Brooklyn Brothers Food Review on YouTube, where we uh, used to do hot sauce reviews under Cravat Attack, and now we do reviews of different foods. But we took a walk back on the hot sauce um, ads, and we had some hot sauce with uh, Green Bean. If you're into New York Jets and YouTube, you know Green Bean. He's like the biggest New York Jets YouTuber. But he joined us to try some hot sauces, including the Last Dab Apollo, which is like over 2.5 million Scoville units. And it hurt. So uh, check out um, Brooklyn Brothers Food Review for that uh, live stream that's out there now. Did it hurt more going in or going out? Um, for me, I'm a going in guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I sometimes I get an upset stomach the, the next morning, but I have not had the ring of fire, as Johnny Cash would say. Nice. I do have a fun story. This is not going to be... Uh, depending on how I tell this, it's not going to be Patreon. Uh, but this is a sample of the kind of shit you're going to get on the Patreon feed, ladies and gentlemen. Not the kind of shit you eat hot sauce, though. But, so... The more I think about it, the more this might have to be an exclusive on Patreon. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how I feel in the edit. Um, so we have we I work at a I work for a convenience store company, and we get lots of samples of weird shit in the stores, uh, from from that are they're trying to get us to put in the stores. One of those things this week was some kind of uh, the, the big tall boy cans of water, but it was BLK water, like that's the brand. And when you're trying to get people liquid death, probably. Uh, no. When you pour it in, uh, Subba had it, and she poured it into like little shot glasses, and it's black. Ooh. And we read why. We like looked it up, and we read why. And she was like, oh, it's activated charcoal. And, and there's, you know, other detoxification stuff. And I was oh, like. Magic water. And I was like, I would be careful drinking that. I was like, your, your toilet's going to look like santa landed in it and she's like, like you had the black whopper and she's like <laughs> she goes well, i already had one yesterday and i didn't have any problems i'm like all right drink at your own risk and uh and then today she had another one and i was like hey do you end up ever end up having that uh that's that sit toilet situation uh, and and one and one of my coworkers goes mike <laughs> this was the other day when she, and i was like well, I just know from experience that if you eat activated charcoal, you're going to shit soot. Like activated charcoal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't digest, so it comes out eventually. Yeah. For days. For a few days it can come out, depending on how much you have. Um, that is a but the the story of my activated charcoal experience is a story for Patreon, perhaps during September. Right. Okay, other than that, I want to thank everybody for coming out today, hanging out with us, talking about the big stuff. You're in my will. You're part of my family now. The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.